Okay. Hi. This is Beverly from West Texas again. I'm starting with our new home. Waterloo. That was her name. We had her documented at Galveston. Waterloo of Galveston. We moved on board and started to know our boat and neighbors, Mort, Edie, and Leslie, their son, from Denmark, our sailing instructors who helped us from learning boat terms and how to sail, navigate, dead reckoning, and rules of the waterways uh, of sailing. So we thought, and I used that strongly, that we were experienced enough to set off on our first passage. We were anxious to get going on our adventures. Wrong. First, we, I think we covered mo a lot of the stuff that I said that we would have. Funny, stupid, scary. Well, as it turned out, after 11 months of all our so much training that we thought we had, we were 11 months into it and left right in the middle of January when you have cold weather, northers that can pop up constantly, and they did. We got those, what we thought was going to be a three to four day sail to Key West, turned out to be nine days. The weather was so bad, we were taking on water, not sinking or anything, but it was splashing all over us. We had to do <coughs> have our ninth and days watch keeping and taking our turns at the tiller. One thing that was very annoying for me as a cook, the captain only allowed me to just buy so much. We said, oh, we don't need much. We're going to be at land really soon so we can buy what we need then. I was allowed to buy three potatoes, one onion, one dozen eggs, a loaf of bread. We already had coffee and tea on board. Two cans of tuna and Spam. That was it. That's all we had, and I wasn't happy about that. <laughs> he thought it was going to be three, four days. Yeah. And it, and it was nine. It was nine, nine days. Yeah. <laughs> and on around the seventh day, the sea started calming, and the sky got clear. Excuse me. We woke up to see about seven to ten shrimp boats or fishing boats that were just kind of like floating around. They weren't anchored, and we could see that there looked some land on the other side of them. And it turned out we got close enough when we asked one of them, screamed out, Is this Key West over there? <laughs> and the crew started laughing. No, it's that way. They were pointing south. About two to three days for you. <laughs> <laughs> if the weather is good. Red-faced, we turned and... Uh, snuck off as best we could heading south <laughs> heading south we hope we didn't wind up at the north pole but it was so cold we uh, we did arrive there and it was so beautiful the water was so clear i was so excited i could see coral down below i couldn't wait to jump in but we weren't going to be going in the water this on this trip and we made our way in, 
turned out we came in the back way, which was supposed to be the worst way because of all the coral and the possible we could have hit one and sunk. But for the grace of God, and we just made our way through there and got to the marina, we came in the other way. And they couldn't believe it. They asked us, how in the world, which way did you come? They, they saw we were coming in. And we told them, they said, that's impossible. <laughs> what do you mean it's impossible? We did it. How much do you have in the... Oh, how much do you draw? draw? Yeah, how yeah. much do you draw? That meaning, how deep is your keel? And um, we said... Six feet. They said, oh, my God, you didn't come that way. Surely you didn't come that way. Because <laughs> yeah. it's mostly three, four, maybe five feet at the best in that area. And I said, well, I guess we hit all the just little pockets of the six feet because we made it through. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, I was so excited to see land that we finally made it. And uh, we tied up. I jumped off. And I said, I'm going to get something cold. We didn't have refrigeration or anything. And and I said, and something to eat. (laughs) And I ran down the dock and quickly I stopped and turned around and ran back because the dock was moving. Oh. And at that point, I was feeling sick. I didn't feel sick before on the boat, but now I was feeling nauseous. So I ran back to the boat, jumped back on (laughs) to get that feeling away and uh, it worked I managed to get over it and waited uh, a little while and then slowly got off and stood on the pier next to the boat for a long time before I dared walk away from it and after about 20-30 minutes everything seemed to settle down and be calm and I walked up to the entrance and got uh, something cold to drink so from being on the sailboat for nine days in rough waters, you're used to the movement of the boat. Oh, it was, yes, it was terrible. And when you get on land, you get that land sickness. You think you're, I was land sick. Still, everything's moving on land, oh, but yeah. it's still. That's, that's what they call land, being land sick. Oh, and it's moving like, just like the ocean. And it was really kicking up really good. Oh, I, I hated that. Dean didn't. He, he didn't have any of he that. He didn't problem. have any of uh-uh. it? Wow. He was lucky. Yeah, I, I was scared on that trip. Uh, he found me one day. He said, what are you doing? Can you bring me up a cup of coffee? And I said, I'm praying. I'll wait. Just, what are you praying for? And I said, to make sure that God keeps the keel and the bow up. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't want the keel to hit anything, and I want the bow and the stern both to, to stay up where they're supposed to be. <laughs> and he said, well, what makes you think that? And I said, well, and we really didn't, we shouldn't have come right now. We should have had a little more experience. He said, yeah, I know that now. <laughs> uh, I said, well, we learned the hard way. But we went ahead and thought, well, we got to call Morton Eady and let him know what happened, that we're okay. And we told him, and then they, they laughed and said, how long did you say it took? Nine days. You're kidding me. That's a long time. I said, yeah, but it was rough, and we had the seas, and we were not sailing some of the time, and it was it was really bad, you know, with the winds. And 
everything going on, the cold weather, trying to stay dry, which was impossible. And I said, well, we didn't know it was taking so long. We hadn't heard from you. We all thought something bad had happened, and I was, we were about to call the Coast Guard to keep an eye out for you, start looking. Mm -hmm. And we said, why is that? What? Who is we? I said, oh, the whole marina. And I said, what do you mean the whole marina? I said, yeah, they were taking bets against y'all that y'all weren't making it. <laughs> and I said, well, which way were you betting that we'd make it or not make it? And he didn't say anything. He wouldn't comment. And I said, thanks a lot. You know, you should have told us. We would have given you every last penny we have to vote for us, even though it was scary and stuff when we shouldn't have left when we did because we weren't as experienced as we wanted, just too excited to get started. Yeah, to get out on the ocean. And, yeah, we, we wanted to get our adventures starting. But we got it, and that was great. They, they, uh, we said we were kind of hurt though that uh, everybody was betting against us, but in a way I I can't blame them because, you know that's to be leaving at that time of year. I think if it left in the spring or was, uh, during the summer, not during the storms. Or, you left well, at the worst time, the time of year. The worst yeah. time. Well, well, no, the worst could have also been the hurricane season. Yeah, and uh, so we took the other worst. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, anyway, it, it, we turned out okay on that one. We made it all right. You know, from there, we, we stayed just a little while longer, and we started uh, about three days later, kind of rested up a little bit, and I bought a few more things. And uh, we started up north along the coast of Florida to make it to Miami. And uh, we, we went in, and there's an area where you first come in that sailboats can anchor and you're out of the shipping lines and you can get through. But we wanted to get into the uh, marinas, one of the marinas. And so we spent one night there and the next day because we were, we were really tired on that trip. It was just a night. It was a night trip. Mm -hmm. And uh, we really had to keep a close eye on that because uh, you never can tell that at that time there was a lot of Cubans mm -hmm. that were, leaving Cuba and coming over to Florida and, and they they had people watching out for them and we were afraid that we'd wind up hitting somebody or, right. you know, coming coming over. And uh, one during the night, and it was my watch, I looked back and, I, well, actually, I was fixing to take my watch. Dean was at the tiller and I went up and I was looking aft and I saw Dean, there's look back there. There's something there sticking up. What what is that? And he of course squinted and couldn't see. Can't see very good in the daylight, but uh, he squinted. And we got flashlight out, and as a, it was a periscope, and I said, "It's a what? A periscope? Isn't that on a submarine?" And he said, "Yes." <laughs> and we said, "What in the world is a periscope doing following us?" And it was, and then it came up kind of beside us. And it broke water where you could see more of the hull. Mm. And um, it looked around it. The periscope kept moving around at us. And so <laughs> we just waved. <laughs> and pretty soon it just it went back down in the water. And we don't know if it went straight or right. I know it didn't go left. Otherwise, it would have hit us. <laughs> if it would have turned to the port, it would have been hitting us broadside. But 
we said, what are they? I guess they thought we might be checking us out to see if we were Cubans or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But that was that was one exciting thing that, that kind of happened. But uh, we went in. We spent a few days in Miami at the marina, the first one. And I don't remember the name of it now. But uh, we had a friend who was a pilot mm -hmm. for uh, Continental Airlines at the time. And we had his phone number. So... We called him up and said, you know, if you'd like to come over to the boat and, you know, have dinner with us, I would love to have you see you again. And so he came over for drinks. He said he'd already eaten and he has a flight he had to go to that night. So right. he said we'd try and get together when he got back. And uh, we did when he came back a couple of days later. We were getting everything straightened away and I had made up my mind. I told him, you're the mechanic and the captain. I'm the admiral and the cook, and the admiral buys the food. <laughs> I pick the food. You're not buying it. I said, because You're I cook it. it. I'm cooking it. That's right. So that's what I, I did. And um, we got all stocked up and took off for the Bahamas. That was our next run, our next passage. And... Uh, <laughs> But you had no refrigeration, right? No refrigeration. We we had took ice. Mm -hmm. We had to buy uh, blocks of ice to keep everything cool, and have some ice as well. But uh, everything that we got would stay, you know, at least two three days, right. if not longer, if it was packed well. And we took off for uh, Freeport, Grand Bahama, and. The weather was beautiful. This is February now. I spent my birthday in, in uh, at the marina in, in Miami. And we made our passage. We woke up. Dean fell asleep at the helm. He, he dozed off for a few seconds. And we were just, there was nothing around. And these horns were horning and uh, blowing. And we were hearing people say, get out of the way, get out of the way. Oh, dear. Like, what? So we come. I came up and I said, "There's all these sailboats. What are they had going on?" And they had a race going, and we were right in the middle of it. Oh the, no! Uh, we were right <laughs> caught in the middle. We said, "Sorry." We started the engine and just got out of the way. Mm. But we, we <laughs> they were so angry at us. I felt so bad. Were they going Remember? the opposite direction of you? No, they were going the same, the same way. But we had drifted over into their area. <laughs> There's somebody. They have a. Uh, a major, what is it, the one boat that stays in front. It uh, keeps an eye on, you know, if if there's any problems or uh, if you're staying in the boundaries or doing this or doing, you know, mm -hmm. anything wrong. And they usually the have... racers. Usually it's a power boat that uh, is up there, you know, lead boat or whatever they want to call it. I don't, I've never been in racing, so Dean could have, he would have been able to tell you maybe four or five years from that time because he learned a heck of a lot more and we I did too but and he went on some races right. while we went, when we got to St. Thomas but we got to free uh yeah Freeport Grand mm -hmm. Bahama and he took our passports and cleared us in we met a real nice captain beautiful boat uh asked if uh I asked him if he had a 
chart, a certain chart that I could make copies of, mm -hmm. you know, take some notes, because we were going to go on the other side of the Bahamas, which was the main Bahamas. It's called the Exuma Sound, and we didn't have those charts. So he said, here, I'll just give you this one, because we always have an X one. This is the used one, so you can have it. So he was so nice. Uh, and I said, how much do I owe you? And he wouldn't take any money. He said, no, 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 this is a gift. You take it and you'll have a safe trip. And we said, okay, thank you. So we had that chart, which was really good. There's very uh, shallow waters in the exumas right. you know, throughout, so you have to be careful. And uh, we went to Nassau and we stayed a couple of days and we rested because in Freeport we also had some friends, a friend from Houston uh, who would come down and visit us in Kima. We got to meet them through Morton Eady and uh, he was a dentist. He had his own uh, business there mm -hmm. in Richmond. Anyway, he and his wife, Anne, had come to they flew with another friend over looking for us. <laughs> said they'd they'd spent two days looking for us and flying, and they called their friend in Miami, which told them that we were leaving on such day and we mm -hmm. were where we were headed. So they they finally came. They found us in Freeport. We took them sailing uh, for a day. He and uh, his pilot friend, uh, a different man that I, his name was Bill. I don't remember his last name. But uh, Woody Ferris was a dentist that uh, was a friend of ours. Mm -hmm. And they stayed, and then we, like I said, went on to Nassau. And from there, we went on to the Exumas. We got to the Exumas, uh, and we were eaten up by sandflies. No-no bugs, no CMs, whatever it, they're called in different places. And the second night, uh, we had a guest that arrived, not a guest that we knew, but mm -hmm. it was an actor. He he uh, came on his big powerboat. Anyway, he made friends with uh, D.A. and they sat around drinking. Uh, his uh, I'm not gonna I don't think I should say his name because you know, his family might not like it. Uh, <laughs> drinking rum from a peanut peanut butter glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he got he got drunk and was a little rude to me when I defended him towards a bunch of stupid girls I thought that were wanting to, his shoes, his shirt, his pants and I said, well, it's going to get him naked you know, he, poor guy he's on vacation, leave him alone Just, meanwhile he liked on. the attention I guess he liked the attention because he was drunk maybe he wanted his pants off I don't know <laughs> but he said something rude to me, and and I had never heard that mm -hmm. before. So, well, I got, what did he say? Did he say it? <laughs> I don't know if I should. Yeah, you can he say said it. "f you," and I said "what?" So, I had never said it either. So I said the word too. Well, f you and the boat <laughs> that got that you came on, uh -huh. <laughs> and. He didn't remember any of that the next day. He, D.A. and him sat up all night. I went to the boat. I didn't want to see right, either yeah. one of them. <laughs> so the next day, 
uh, wake up and his boat is gone. And I thought, thank goodness, I don't want to see him again. <laughs> and we get down to uh, two islands down. And we said, okay, we're out of ice. I want something cold to drink. Mm -hmm. And we went over there <clears throat> and anchored our, our boat. And lo and behold, his boat was there. Uh. And he hollered at us to stop by and I said don't go by there I don't want to talk to him I don't want to see him and he said he said oh yeah no he's nice he's nice and I said okay so I wouldn't look at him and he said where y'all going and they told him said we're going you know to shore we're gonna check in or check out actually because we're leaving out here tomorrow and uh, he said where are you headed so we're, we're headed for the Virgin Islands we're going down there and uh, we're moving there so <laughs> He says, well, what are, where do you go in town for? What, what do you need? So we need some ice. So well, we got plenty of ice here. I can give you some ice. And I looked up and I said, no, no, you can keep your ice. Thank you very much. <laughs> I said, let's go. So uh, I was really, in, had my feelings hurt and nobody had ever used that word around me. I'm yeah, there. yeah. Uh, I had heard other people say it to other people, but not, not directed at me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, it really hit me hard so <laughs> and I was young so I, I, I just got my feelings hurt I know we went in and we had to go to the bank and I got we had uh, American Express mm -hmm. uh, cards and stuff so we we got some money changed and uh, while I was there the the girls would not they were just talking because I guess they didn't have any other people in there. So I was stood there like an idiot <laughs> waiting. waiting and waiting. Welcome I to waited. the islands. You yeah. just wait. Yeah, that's the way the island life is. You just take your time. And I, about 10 minutes I, I at least, I stood there waiting for uh, help. Service, yeah. And they're just talking and chatting, you know. It wasn't about work because I, yeah, I could understand them. They're, they're speaking mm -hmm. English. And so I said, excuse me. Is somebody please help me? I need to cash a check, mm -hmm. uh, American Express check. So they uh, said, what? And I said, I'm Mrs. Chase. Please help me. <laughs> and I was at Chase Bank, and boy, that, that woke them up. <laughs> they, they cashed Brought that. Brought to attention. That check. <laughs> and I thought, oh gee, I have to use that again. Find it, try and find it. American Express and tell my wallet. My name is. Oh, my last name now was Chase. But anyway, I got the money and then we walked out and I said, okay, now we're gonna go find some ice and a few fresh things, some lettuce, tomatoes, you know, something mm -hmm. like that, yeah. to make sandwiches. And uh, while well, I was there negotiating or trying to find out prices or stuff at the market it was outdoor market mm -hmm. uh, a little boy something grabbed me around the legs and I thought oh my god what is that I looked down and it was a, a little native boy and he's saying mommy 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 I had gotten so dark and I thought I really have to blend it in with the Bahamians <laughs> yeah. yeah I blended right into the, the Bahamians and it was crying and holding its arms up for me to pick him up. So I picked him up and walked around with him and said, this one belonged to you. And I'll trade, you know, for some tomatoes. If you 
uh, I was joking. And uh, then the mother came and she said, thank you, thank you. I was looking all over for him. And uh, I said, no problem. He's a cute, sweet little thing. Uh, we got our stuff and we took off and got in the ding in. They stopped us again and uh, on the way out. Did you find what you want, needed? And he said, they said, no, they're out of ice. So he said, well, here, I got this ice. And I said, if you take that ice, I'm going to push you overboard. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, no, I don't think we need it. Thank you. <laughs> Smart man. So, yeah. <laughs> so we uh, went on to the boat and. The next day, we left before he did, so we wanted to get out of there. Mm -hmm. And we headed for St. Thomas. Now, that was a good, good trip, this one, from the Exumas there. The weather was nice, and we made it in in, in, our, in the usual time that it should take. Right. It was only a three-day sales for us. So we made it right in, right in to St. John's and Cruise Bay, and... Uh, Ten minutes later, after we thought, oh, now we're going to sleep, there's a knocking on the hull, and we get up, and I said, yes, can I help you? He says, you've got to move. You've got to move. And I said, why? Why do we have to move? He says, you're, you're right in the way of the landing. And I said, what's landing? He said, oh, the airboat lands. This is a stretch. You see those buoys? You see the seaplane? Oh, that's, dear. That's where you're right in the middle of the path. I said, Okay, thank you very much. All right, another fupa. And I don't, I'd lost count by then just how many times we boo-booed on our trip just to St. Thomas. So I thought, oh, well, what's going to happen now after this? It's getting better and better. But anyway, we made it in. Uh, we moved and stayed the night. And then uh, he was wanting to stay and try and find work in cruise bay and I said mm -hmm. no no I don't want to stay here I don't know why I just didn't seem like the pace that we ought to stay you know mm -hmm. so we went on in and anchored found uh anchored at the marina yeah right outside of the marina yacht haven marina yacht haven yeah okay. that's what All it right. was then in st thomas in st thomas that's uh, charlotte and molly harbor where the cruise ships come in and we uh, went ashore and uh, started looking around and found the grocery store, asking questions, and found the laundromat there at the marina. Showers there. You know, we could use a shower. <laughs> were you at the marina docks? or were you No, we were out? anchored out. We anchored had to out, find right? the, find out, excuse me, find out exactly uh, how much they charge right. and everything, how much a foot. They charged by the foot, mm -hmm. and it turned out it would be thirty thirty dollars a month, Jeez. a dollar a foot. So th th that's pretty good. Yeah, I know it's gone up a lot. Oh yeah, since then everything's gone up, but uh, we had to anchor. We found out how much it was. We had nine dollars, <laughs> nine dollars left, cash. Right. We did have a little bit. A couple of more uh, American Express traveler's checks, but mm -hmm. we were, in case of emergency, we thought we better not spend it, try and find a job first. Right. So I started pounding the pavement, and so did DA. He, he found a job uh, the first day, <laughs> being a mechanic. mechanic and being, yeah, yeah, he's 
he can fix anything, diesel, gas, whatever. You know, he was such a good mechanic. And uh, I had been into computers, the old dinosaur computers, not the ones they do now, they have now. But uh, nothing was being done. Key punch or anything like that was being done there. It was all sent out to Puerto Rico, I was told. Wow. And they were wanting to get a few there on the island. I don't know if they ever did or not. And I, they said, please leave your name and how do we can contact you and we'll uh, give you a call. I never got a call. I never expected it. I found a job and I was happy with it. Mm -hmm. I was uh, assistant marine, marina manager there at Yat, Yat Haven. Mm -hmm. It was upstairs and down below was, a. Uh, it was really something else. It was right above a bar and right next to us on the same floor was a cafe dining area, which eventually closed down after, I think I'd only been there about a year when it closed down. Right. And in between the two was an apartment, and that was for the uh, harbor master, not the harbor master, the marina manager. Right. He, he had that. And working there, I could have free dockage, so we moved in. Perfect. Yeah, so it was perfect. We stayed there for four years, and until I left that, I was there. Well, we stayed at the marina for three years and moved out the last year mm -hmm. when I quit that job. And I went to work for uh, John Repke across the street, refrigeration and parts and stuff like that. Uh, they had everything we could get. We managed to save money, and I got a new diesel for our boat, which we wanted to go from gas to diesel. Right. Yeah. And uh, we got we had an atomic four, and we got a nice big uh, engine for ours, a diesel engine, and uh, refrigeration. He learned how to put in refrigeration. That was a new thing going on. So I got that at a very reduced rate there. Right, so yeah. between the engine and that, that saved us a lot of money. We had to get new sails and um, had one patched and that was really good. That was just need this restitching and that was it. A little small uh, rip in it. And we got everything done that we needed, saved up money. I had my regular job, full-time job. Mm -hmm. And then I got uh, five part-time jobs. That was... Welcome to island life. Yes. <laughs> I was working, doing uh, typing, answering letters for uh, three yachts. They're, they were uh, charter boats. And uh, also for doing uh, books for right. some. And the last job was also some of the boats would call me and ask me, so we got a back-to-back, -back, which is usually they had 24 hours when they came in to clean the boat, get the passengers, the old passengers off that they had, and get ready for the new ones coming on. 24-hour mm -hmm. turnaround. Right. And at the same time, clean, be sure the boat is cleaned inside and out, and they had to get the food. Right. New supplies for the people they usually had six people on board and that's 
you know, a lot of people. Plus, Captain Crew, you, you're talking, in, you know, some of those boats are quite large, so they could have four or five total, you know, the captain, the cook, right, and three out of crew. So they gave me a list, and I almost had a heart attack when I, my first one, when I saw, I had 10 grocery carts filled with, from food to, to liquor, uh, soft drinks, eggs, almost, a, I had about 12 dozen eggs. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of people to feed and they all have, yeah. Sometimes there was 24, then they started, the first time it was 12 and the next time they said, no, we, no, we've got, if it was two people, you know, mm -hmm. uh, crew, then, then it cuts down the amount of food and everything that you have to buy and cook for. And they cook almost gourmet uh, right. cooking, you know, oh, yeah. they're really good. And they had everything. I couldn't believe it. It's just, and to push those is like having a train. <laughs> and they, they knew at Pueblo, that was the name of the grocery store, that uh, if you told them it was a charter, a food for the charter boat, Right. Then they'd make sure that the boys were available to help push all those carts across the street. All the way to Yacht yeah, Haven. You know, yeah, to Yacht Haven to help us unload them. Luckily, I didn't have to put anything away. <laughs> that was enough work for me. I couldn't not believe. But I made good money. And if I anybody answered a letter that I happened to uh, write, then they would, uh, I would get a commission off of it. Off the charter. Off the ch I got, for every letter, I got paid. Mm -hmm. For every charter, I got a commission. So it was plus. That's good. Uh, it, it wasn't much for the letter. It was a dollar letter. Mm -hmm. But I would make, I would probably, with those five boats, if they were getting, if they were very popular, and most of them were, and they're big. They uh, they'd get twenty, maybe even thirty letters, you know, mm -hmm. and that I got maybe some of uh, some of the other letters they got themselves, you know, mm -hmm. and if they answered them, well, of course, you know, and they they tried to do it themselves, but sometimes they just couldn't. So if the, right. they said if you find it in there, then take it. That means, you know, we, we can't get it, so I would take the mail out of their box. It was right next door to where I worked, and my boss was so nice to let me use after work to mm -hmm. stay and answer the letters, so he knew. So all that, that money, you know, helped go in the kitty. During that time, I, I smoked at the time, and so did Dean. But uh, since I wanted to get souvenirs on our trip, mm -hmm. I quit smoking. And I figured out how much uh, money per pack I would be saving, which wasn't much there because at the time it was 19 cents a package <laughs> or a dollar ninety, yeah, dollar ninety nine for, for a carton. For a whole carton. Good grief. That's cheap. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, I figured, factored that in, plus uh, by the end of four years, it'd probably go 
I, foreign countries, and they wouldn't have the same brands. Uh, adding that up, I, I added like three dollars. So. So you quit smoking. How long did it take you to quit smoking? I quit. I know exactly three days before Thanksgiving, nineteen seventy-four. And when I arrived, we we left after we decided when we were leaving. We'd saved up enough money, what we thought it would cost us for per year for Mm -hmm. four years. We made our decision. We also saved up money to go see our families and let them know that we're leaving and how they could contact us and gave them, give them all the information. Mm-hmm. We got there and told them, of course, mother, my mother starts crying and she's all <laughs> upset. And I said, you can still ride us. You can come visit. You know, we'll, we'll let you know where we're going and and all that, and I gave her, we were, our credit card was American Express. And American Express at that time, I don't know about now, they had a little directory, this is a little book, you know, mm-hmm. uh, had maybe 60, 70 pages in it, you know, and it gave every single American Express office around the world that you could go to, mm-hmm. and it had the, the name, the, ad, their address, everything, the phone numbers, and you could, uh, you had, they said it would be nice for you to go ahead and write to one, the one you thought you were going to be in, and introduce yourself and say, would you please save the mail for blah, 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 and this boat, and uh, we'll pick it up as soon as we get in right. there. So they would hold your mail for you. Yeah, that they'd hold, mom could right. you at your next right. port and and I would uh when I did that I'd let my parents his parents and a few other maybe a friend or a few friends mm-hmm. and would say just pass it on to anybody who's is asking uh this where we're going say for instance our first time that we thought we would check in would be say every 3 months right and so I would write the, we, we tried to guess as to how long it would take us to get to certain islands. Right. Because we were starting out in St. Thomas and gonna, we wanted to do all or as many of the islands as we could. Down From the that, Caribbean chain. Down the chain, all the way to Panama, and we were giving ourselves a year to get from one place to the other, or almost a year, one or the other. Right. And uh, that's what we did. So we, we had about three three places that we gave the address and phone numbers and everything of that mm-hmm. store. And also I sent out the letter first to them saying we're coming. We should right. be there between such and such date and uh, for mail. And we also told our families if they sent any mail that it be no as early as they could and not later than I I had to overestimate each time. Right, yeah. Because we're only going to be there, say, a month. So I'd say, I'd give them like the month before. You have to mail it out. If it was June, I'd say, mail it no later than the end of May. 
Right. So, yeah. in case they're slow, their... get, yeah, in case oh, the, the mail yeah. is slow or, or the person's slow a week or two late getting it mailed off or something. And you, not any later, because so, we're going to be gone after such and such a date. I'd give them a date which was always wrong, mm -hmm. but it was better to do that so that the people didn't have to worry about this garbage of somebody else's never going to be picked up and yeah. just throw it away. Uh, and they're not going to forward it to you because, I mean, that's that's costing them money, you know, right. to, to right. forward it. So, anyway, we just, we didn't want to mess with that. But it worked out really well. There's no problems in any of that. But we did it all the way around, you know, to everywhere we went. To, but it was... Did you telephone them also when you were in the different islands? Uh, not really? No, it was too costly. Uh, yeah, international long distance. Yeah. The only place that I remember that I know that we called was in Panama mm -hmm. because we were really setting off on a, a big trip now uh, from there. But the experience that we were going to be getting from St. Thomas down to Panama would be a whole lot better than the experience we got from Galveston to Key West. <laughs> you know, so we, we would have a lot more knots not miles, because they're called knots. So where was the first port you went to after St. Thomas when you decided to leave? Oh, that was very far. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went to the BVIs, the oh, British okay. Virgin Islands, checked in at uh, West End, mm -hmm. and uh, then, then spent uh, a week just tootling and getting the boat all set, settled to make sure that everything is secured and not loose so in case it gets But while you rough. were there, you went to the baths and everything? Yeah, we explored. went to the baths. Yeah, we started out at, uh, from Tortola, we went on to Peter Island. And uh, <laughs> that was my first, I decided, okay, now we're cruising. I I have to start learning. I have to start baking our own bread. Oh. So I got the recipe out and I had all the stuff, the yeast and the flour and everything. And uh, I don't know what went wrong, <laughs> but I made it. And uh, instead of using the, the regular pans for bread, I was told, and it worked out beautifully once I got the hang of everything and, right. and got the recipe right are doing it right, is coffee cans. Coffee cans to make the bread in. Save the right. coffee cans and save the lid, too. That way you would wash it out really good and rinse it and then put the lid back on it and keep it clean mm -hmm. until you got ready to use it. And uh, it would last for a long time. Eventually, you could, if you start seeing a little rust, don't use it anymore. Right, yeah. And... Uh, but that's what you used to bake the bread in. Yep. Yeah. But the first recipe Because it stands up and you can put more in there once you get going. But I, I made a half recipe that time, which was only six. So I had six cans. Right. And uh, we could hold a lot of food because we were, you know, 30 feet long, mm -hmm. nine and a half foot wide in the deepest depth. And so we, I could 
I knew how to pack anyway, so I could carry a lot of food. And that's why we sank from five feet to six feet draft. With all the food. With the all the waste. The weight of, yeah, yeah, the everything. waste of everything. All our, everything, the weight of everything made it. But uh, So your first bread making? <laughs> well, I'm waiting, you know, and, and then I, I put it in the oven when it said how long to, you know, leave it out, let it rise, and mm -hmm. I put it in the oven without the lid, too. I didn't forget that. And <laughs> but when it was done, because I had, had a timer and it dinged, and I took it out, let it cool, and then took the first one out, and it hit the floor. I thought it was going to go right through the floor down into the water. <laughs> It was just like dropping a boulder or something. It was it was hard as a rock, really, and concrete. And Oops. Dean, Dean had gone ashore, and I said, "Oh my God, he's he's really gonna like this bread." <laughs> he said, "He came aboard, and I said, here, would you like to try my my bread?'" And so I put it in. In a bowl, cause, uh -huh. so it wouldn't roll out because it was round. <laughs> and um, hand it to him. He says, what the heck are you trying to feed? This is like a brick. You can't. And I, I said, well, here's a knife. Try and cut it. He couldn't even cut it. With, uh, he, <laughs> he said, I have stabbed it. <laughs> and I, I'm laughing my head off. And, and I said, well, I guess I just didn't make that one. I said, well, I have to keep trying. And he threw it over in it. It didn't float at all. It just went, <laughs> bloop, sunk all the way to the bottom. So I said, well, you throw these on the other side. Not on that side, because the, the marina, they had a little office there, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I said, you're going to see it throw us out of here. <laughs> so maybe the fish will eat it. He said, probably kill a poor fish. <laughs> so, well, we, that, that was funny. That was, that was really funny. Well, we, we left there after a couple of days and went out to um, the baths and uh, he went ashore and checked out and we stayed but we stayed at the bath they said told him we were leaving the next day uh, and they said fine he said maybe two and he said that's they said fine one or two days fine did you snorkel around there around oh yeah the baths? and walked around the baths and climbed around oh it was beautiful yeah it's beautiful it was, I, I'd seen pictures of it but it really doesn't, you no. know, show, you don't appreciate it looking at a picture. You might say, oh, that's pretty, but you really see it in person. It's beautiful. All these and boulders. Climbs, and boulders and climbing up on, on mm -hmm. them, you know. Look they're like so smooth. God just tossed pebbles into the ocean. Yeah. But they're really boulders. Yeah. yeah. It's just really, really nice. We went on the inside, too, inside of Virgin Gorda. Mm -hmm. And uh, we like that. We anchored one night and after we checked in and then the next day we thought well let's go anchor in front of the boulders you know there yeah the baths and swim around there and we did beautiful clear and, water oh, and snorkeled I snorkeled everywhere we we went as long as it was clean I yeah. I, I did that yeah then the next day we took off and we made it to St. Martin St. Bart's St. Martin uh, has two sides to it. 
The French and the Dutch. The French and the Dutch, yeah. And uh, which side did you go to? Uh, uh, the Dutch. The Dutch side. Oh uh, yeah, the other side is the French, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's where all the boats come. Uh, occasionally they'll go on around the other side, the other side of of the island. Mm-hmm. But uh, we we just went to the the front. We'd been there once before, during the four years stay that we were in St. Thomas. Our send off was really nice. From St. Thomas, I forgot to mention that that we, uh, I said, let me go in the after I helped him with getting on underway. I got mm-hmm. into the dinghy. I said, just tow me in the dinghy. I want to get some pictures. We had our our mask, of course, you know, was up. We put a uh, the American flag uh-huh. up on that, and then on the back stay, we put the Texas flag. <laughs> And next day it was the Virgin Islands flag. Cool. And that way I we were from the states. Yep. And then we were from Texas and, and lived in the Virgin Islands. And lived in the Virgin Islands. So I had all three flags up flying and I took a picture of it. And that's when we had set off, you know. But uh yeah, now now we're in the St. Martin. We stayed a couple of days and I snorkeled around, uh found some nice conch and, and I think a couple of uh, pink murexes, mm-hmm. those really spiny ones, they're so pretty. And then we uh, left and went to St. Bart's, and that was the first time at St. Bart's. I'd been at St. Martin once before, but uh, they had a nude beach. I thought, mm, I'm not going there, but <laughs> <laughs> I was still too shy, but uh, we had fun. Ten minutes. And so then St. Bart's, and how long did you spend in St. Bart's? Just, only three days. Just three days. Yeah. And then we from there we went on to uh, Montserrat, and uh, we stayed there four days. And right next to it is a, a little tiny island that's kind of almost attached to Montserrat. And they had the uh, village of people who had... Leprosy. Leprosy ah, there, yes. That's the, the place that had the village with leprosy yeah. in it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but it was not active anymore. The, mm-hmm. They hadn't had, uh, when we checked in, they said there was a leprosy uh, little village out there, mm-hmm. but not to worry because there had not had any episodes in the last 20 years. Right, right. So at that time. So it's now been even more, you know. Yeah. And I haven't heard on the news of them having an outbreak, but they the people were so nice, and it was scary to see at first. But yeah, I just spoke to them; they were just right. They're not, you know, like regular people. So anyway, I that's about all the time we have for now. I hope everybody enjoyed it. I've stumbled along, and and, <laughs> and I hope y'all have enjoyed every minute of this, uh, like we did our our trip. So. I'll sign off for now. Itchy feet, as I used to call me, because I, I like to travel so much. So, <laughs> be good.